Hello everyone. Good How you guys doing? Good. How are you? All is well. Have you run yet? He came to the podium. Yeah, I had to cool Pretty off first. Sweaty. He had his cleat. He still had his cleats on. I had to go change a little bit. Yeah. How, how's that go at like this stage of, uh, of your yeah, I still enjoy it. Uh, you know, I think preparation is a necessary part of the process if you're going to play this game. And I think uh, when you lose your passion for that, it's it's tough to keep going. And it's something that I still have a, a passion for personally. And, you know, I'm inspired by the young guys that I'm around every day to, to keep uh, keep trying to get up and slay the dragon. So it's it's been a lot of fun uh, to work with these guys this offseason and look forward to the work ahead. Matthew, uh, Patrice Bergeron retired today. I don't know how close you followed the Bruins over the years, but as someone who's played in this town a long time, what stood out to you about him and the career that he had? Yeah, well, I think he should be celebrated as an icon for the city of Boston and Boston sports. I mean, I think for me, it's consistency is the thing that, that stood out to me about him. Um, I probably was about five or six years into my career before I really start looking at uh, what those guys were doing. And obviously he was a guy that just gave that organization and gave our city so much consistency. Um, and I think that's something to celebrate. And then, you know, I, the other thing I appreciate is just the loyalty, right? I think with the way pro sports go nowadays, uh, it's not uncommon for guys to move um, and go other places, but for him to do it uh, here for as long as he did, I think is tremendous. So. Uh, I think it's a, a bit of a sad day for Boston sports fans, but uh, we should certainly celebrate everything he's done. I wish him the best. Congratulations on a tremendous career. One of the last old guys in this town, so uh, I certainly appreciate what he did. Matthew, as one of the last old guys in this town, uh, <laughs> yourself, when do you start thinking about your legacy and what you just talked about with Patrice? You're kind of going that same road about how important the community is and, and, and being a good teammate. When do you start thinking about that, and how important is that to you as you, as you wind down your career? Yeah, well, you know, I, I think that type of legacy is something that you should be mindful of every day. I think all of us, as we live life, our interactions with people, uh, the things that we choose to pursue off the field, how we are with our families, uh, that's our legacy. And if we're not mindful of that from the start, then, you know, 10 years down the road, it may be too late to start thinking about it. So. You know, I don't think about my legacy in terms of what I've done on the football field, but uh, in terms of what I've done off the football field, that's something that's very important to me and my family. We've tried to use our platform uh, the right way. Uh, we've tried to glorify God through the things that we've done off the field. And, you know, I hope we've done a good job with it. We'll continue to try to pursue that. And, you know, hopefully when people think of me, they don't think of what I did on the field, more so they think of what I did off the field. Matthew. For a long time, this team had a very solid and simple identity. And the players who carried that identity were consistent because they stayed here for so long and passed it on. What's the identity of this group as it enters kind of the mid-2020s, this decade? Are they still forging it? And is this a critical time for it? That's a great question. Uh, I do think we are still forging it a bit. Um, Obviously, obviously, we've gone through a seismic change, and that's no mystery to anyone. Um, you know, a big part of the reason that we had continuity and stability, that changed in the last few years. So I think we have to reach within ourselves and find out, you know, what are the core principles that we're going to adhere to 
no matter who's on the team, no matter what the situation, no matter what our record is, uh, no matter what you know uh, the circumstances may be. And um, you know, I'd like to think that hard work, commitment, uh, selflessness, all of those things still exist within our organization. We're just doing it with different guys. And sometimes that takes time. Um, I think for a lot of us in our culture, you know, we're so hyper-focused on the end goal that we try to rush through the process. But I think the process is so very important because it equips you and it teaches you and it gives you the things that you lack. So I think the last few years have been a time of equipping, um, of, of us learning uh, through some low points. And hopefully on the other side of it, we gain the things that we've lacked and we come out better for it on the other side. So, you know, we'll see who we are. Um, you know, I know, I know Coach will tell you he has a vision for how this football team operates, and it's the same vision he's had the last 20-plus years. So hopefully we can get to that, um, and hopefully it's sooner than later. With the hindsight of it. I wanted to ask you about Jack Jones. Obviously, it's not the first legal situation the team's gone through in your time here. But as a team leader, what can you do to, to help him in this situation? Uh, listen, um, you know, a situation like that comes into play. And obviously, I don't want to comment too much on the situation. But everyone's got an opinion. Everyone feels like they know what's the best thing. And I think the best thing to do in a, in a situation like that is to listen, right? Uh, you know, my wife and I do this uh, class, and we've been learning about intelligent listening. And a lot of us are intelligent listeners where we're listening so that we can immediately give a response or give advice or fix instead of just listening and, and hearing what's going on. And I think that's so important. I'm learning that as a father, the importance of that. So I think listening to him, listening to the coaches, listening to whoever, trying to learn and educate and equip, and then... You know, you, you try to support people that are in tough situations, right? I think, you know, the easy thing to do would be to turn your back on someone like that and just uh, cast them aside. But the hard thing to do would be support them and love them and try to listen and learn. So that's what I'll try to do. With the benefit of hindsight now, six months later, and with the understanding that it's not just one thing, what can you guys do as a group to improve on some of the special teams issues that you guys had? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. I, I think attention to detail every day. Uh, winning and success doesn't just happen the 17 regular season games. You don't just show up and decide, hey, we're going we're gonna to play winning football today or we're going to be successful in the kicking game. It's the attention to detail in the meetings. It's the, the way you practice. It's getting on the same page as the core um, and executing um, throughout the season, throughout training camp. Uh, coach always says it practice execution becomes game reality. So it's going to start with us being better in practice, being better in the mean room. And then when our moment comes, we have to execute. Um, you know, I think the time for excuses is up. Like we've, we've had enough excuses the last couple of seasons. It's time for us to put up or shut up. After your, what you've observed from Coach Belichick, some of the 71, entered his 24th year as the head coach doing this again. It's impressive, isn't it? Uh, I won't be coaching football at 71. I know that. Um, I, I really marvel at the fact that he's able to maintain a level of competitive stamina the way that he has. Uh, his desire to win, his desire to build a winner, his desire to instruct the players on this team in terms of how to play the game, how to be a pro, 
how to respect the game. Um, you know, that fire still burns bright. And, you know, that's a question you have to ask him. What is it that motivates him, right? And I think we can all speculate as, as to what that may be. But, you know, he loves the game. He respects the game. Um, what I've seen in the latter part of my career is that he loves to teach the game. There, there, there are very few remaining good teachers of the game of football, right? You get hyper-focused on the analytics. You get hyper-focused on a number of different things. But at the end of the day, good coaches are able to teach, and he still loves to do that. And he's done it more so in the last several years than he has ever. So it's impressive. I think we all look at him and are inspired by that. And I think we all want to go out and you know meet his level and meet him where he's at. And, and hopefully that means good things for our football team. He's a resilient young man. I mean, playing quarterback uh, is one of the toughest jobs in all pro sports. Everything you do is analyzed uh, to the nth degree. I mean, what he wear, what he eat, what's he doing on his Instagram, what workout. You know, it's hard. Um, but I think he's he's shown a great deal of mental toughness, and I think he's learning. Hey. I'm going to just focus on things I can control, keep my head down, work hard, uh, try to get better for our football team. And I think that's been the approach of a lot of our young players and all of our players. Um, look, we realize we all aren't where we want to be, and uh, the only way to get there is to work. So he's done a great job of that, and hopefully we all, we all continue to do that. Matthew, you talk about creating this team, creating the identity. How important is Belichick's teaching in creating that identity? Yeah, I think, it, I think it's uh, – very significant. Um, I think he really lays the groundwork for who we're going to be. The pillars upon which we're going to build, uh, he's put in place. And, uh, you know, he's he's the captain of the ship. He's going to steer this ship where he thinks it's best for us to go. Um, and I think without his guidance and leadership, it would be very, very challenging. So, obviously, his role is very important. But as he always says, uh, you know, you need good players to come up behind good coaching and for you know winning efforts. So we gotta hold up our end of the bargain as well. Matthew, sorry, when it comes to buying into that vision that Bill has for you guys, have you noticed that that has been a longer process maybe in the locker room when the team isn't necessarily seeing the same level of success that it has in other years in your career? Um. It's tough to say. I mean, you can speculate and say that's the case, but I, I don't. I think there's been really good buy-in. Um, you know, every generation is different. Every team's different. Uh, the makeup of every team, the personality, uh, the dynamics that exist in the locker room, every year is different. So, yeah, no one year has been the same since I've been here. Uh, I think the buy-in has been tremendous this year, and. But again, it only matters if it translates in this business. So hopefully, it translates this year. Matthew, you see Coach Belichick over time uh, have to adapt and adjust to you know the different eras of players and the new age players and the mm -hmm. Gen Z players and so on. And so yeah, forth. without question. Yeah, I mean, look, coaching Mike Vrabel uh, back in 2005 is not the same as coaching fill-in-the-blank player in 2023. Um, I think we're all very well aware of the difference in generations. And I think when you, you look at professional athletes, especially guys transitioning from college to pro now, 
the dynamics that exist in college football make for a very different young men that come into this league. I mean, they're, their experience is so different, and their expectations are different. Their upbringing has been very different. What they face socially is, is very different. What their personal interests are very different. And I think if you don't evolve and change as a coach, you're going to have a tough time uh, motivating and getting guys to buy in. So he's had to evolve. I think he's done a good job of that. You know, I pointed that out a couple of years ago when uh, everything that happened from 2020 onward and even dating beyond that, uh, you know, I think 20 years ago, coach wasn't going to have to deal with those types of things as he coached a football team. But now he's dealing with guys that are interested in other things outside the football field. And, and he's got to find ways to creatively connect and motivate and get guys going. So, yeah, that's been a part of the process. Shoot, that's been a part of the process for me as as the elder statesman of this team is, uh, you know, how do I uh, find ways to continue to connect with my teammates and, and meet them where they are? You, you meant like you earlier said you're inspired by your young teammates. What inspires you working with those young teammates? Mm -hmm. I'm curious as well, especially the guys you work most closely with in your role. Yeah. I'll look at a guy like Brother School. I mean, I, I love Brother School. And, and I think when I look at him, to see the passion and the love that he has for the game and his eagerness to improve every day and get better, his eagerness to compete, and just the joy that he has in being out there. And I think you, get, you can become a little callous the longer you play this game, right? You, there's certain things that your heart gets hardened towards. And it's a reminder, hey, I was, I was once that kid and I had a dream. And this is what that dream meant to me. And this is the joy that I had. And this is uh, the grind that I went and experienced with so many people over the course of my career. And you can't lose sight of that. Right? Uh, I think no matter how long you've been playing this game, you never want to lose sight of that joy. So I look at school every day. He walks in here, he's bouncing around, smile on his face, ready to go run 22 miles an hour. And I'm like, yeah, I got to go queue up with this guy. So it's it's great to have those young guys around. Um, it reminds you of why you got into this game. Um, and, it, you know, it started when we were kids. It's just a passion for something we enjoyed doing. Like every year we, we ask you about the, the young core or, you know, the, the up-and-coming maybe leaders on this team. We kind of, kind of try to get your assessment of, of where that group is. It feels like maybe a couple of those guys that were kind of in that conversation the last few years, Jacoby and, and Damian, are, are now not here any longer. But how do you view the younger <clears throat> crowd on this team and where that, that young leadership is, yeah. is trending? I like the direction that we're headed in. And it's, uh, it's funny, some of those young guys that we used to talk about aren't so young anymore, right? Um, they're guys that are in the primes of their careers and they've played a lot of football here. You know, I think about like David who just left this podium or Jawan or John Jones. There are a number of guys I could list off, but guys that have really spent time in the system and have developed. And uh, also guys who have been the, the beneficiaries of spending time around guys like Devin. Um, you know, I, I think this team is still feeling the impacts of what he did here, how he poured into that defense. And I see him in a lot of those guys. So. I feel like we're in good hands um, in terms of where we are leadership-wise. Um, I think you always have to be mindful as a leader, where am I leading these guys to, right? Um, you know, it's not just about getting out there rah, rah, shish, gumball. Like, you got to be intentional 
you got to have an end goal in mind. You want to see guys elevate personally and professionally. And I think we have guys who understand that. You know, D.Y. is another guy uh, and who are leading with intentionality. So you got to feel good about it. got to be excited about what the future holds. Matthew, the sentiment you shared earlier just about, you know, the time for excuses you think is, is kind of up. <clears throat> do, you, do you feel that or have you discussed that at all with any other veterans in the teams that shared elsewhere in the locker room? Yeah, I mean, I'll look, uh, the expectation here uh, is for us to be winners and to be competitive every year. And for those of us who've been here for any number of time, we have not enjoyed <laughs> this uh, past couple of seasons. Um, you know, it, it hasn't been fun for us. You know, football is a lot more fun when you're winning, and that's no mystery. So. I think everybody in that locker room wants to win, right? And uh, But we've got to be willing to do what it takes to win because uh, everybody in the league wants to win, but everybody's not willing to do what it takes. So we've got to find ways to, to do the little things that are going to give us an opportunity to be competitive on game days. But, yeah, nobody's sitting back like, yeah, you know what, last year we missed the playoffs and, you know, we gave up three kickoff returns for touchdowns and we struggled here, there. You know, it, it was all right. We'll get after it this year. No, we're – we're, we're not pleased with that. So. Do you want to see more of those little things that you mentioned, you know, the, the willingness to sacrifice? Do you want to see more of that this year? Yeah, I mean, look, we've look. it's so hard to win in this league. Um, and, and I think we've got to do everything within our power to give ourselves a chance to even be competitive. And, you know, not to say that we we haven't been trying to do that, but we've got to do it with more consistency. We've got to do it at a higher level. Um, and then, you know, hopefully – get a couple bounces here and there, we stay healthy, and, you know, we'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, it starts with us just taking things one day at a time, doing, going through the process, as I mentioned earlier. You know, we'll see how it goes. You were asked earlier about identity. You talked about three touchdowns on kickoff. People can point to the points that Jasper last year when they scored. But when you have a special teams unit that operates as you guys have done for the best majority of how does that help a team to be successful? Yeah, I mean, look, that's, we always talk about wanting to be a tough football team here, and, and Coach says that's teams that can run the ball, stop the run, and cover kicks. And that's been a part of our identity since before I got here. Um, and I think we understand that. It's not a mystery when you come in the building that that's who we're trying to be. Um, so buy-in isn't the issue there. Um, so that helped, right? A lot of a lot of cases, I talked to guys on other teams, buy-in in the kicking game is an issue. Um, but for us, it's not an issue. So I think that that helps us get the ball rolling. But now it's up to us as a playing group to really uh, tighten down the screws and you know avoid those types of game-changing plays and you know start having more of an impact on the game in a positive way. You've come in every does a lot of changes had different guys competing for jobs in this case. We had two kickers and a couple of hunters who are all very legitimate candidates Yeah, I mean, I'm glad I'm not a coach. <laughs> I got some tough uh, decisions that they'll have to make and but I think it's gonna make our football team better. I mean um, we're very competitive in that phase of the game as we are in many other phases. And I think that's going to make us better. I mean, competition is good for our football team. So uh, I think all of us to the man 
don't worry about how it's going to shake down. Don't worry about what the outcome is going to be in the fall. You know, if we got whatever we got tomorrow, kickoff, kickoff return, let's just focus on doing that well and have a good day tomorrow. And then, you know, from there, have a good meeting, get some sleep, come back, do it again. That's, that needs to be our focus. We need to stay in the moment. Matt, you mentioned Brendan Schooler. It seemed like last year he was someone who spent a lot of time with you on the field. This season, that seems more like Jordan Helig. I've seen you guys together a lot. Could you speak to what you've seen from him so far and what he's been able to do? Yeah, I'm always partial to my kicking game guys, obviously. But I think a lot of us have fascinating stories as to our journey to the NFL, and his is no different. I mean, coming out of App State, I think he was telling me his own coaches weren't even sure what his opportunities would be at the next level. But it's always great to have a, a young man like Jordan who is just committed to getting themselves better. I remember the first day we were on the field, he's just standing there looking at me, and he's drinking from a fire hose, but he's taking it all in. He's trying to get better. Um, and that's what you love to see from your, your young players. You want them to be like sponges, soak it all in. Um, try to take the coaching points and then go take them to the field. He's done a great job of that. His buy-in has been tremendous. His attitude, another one of those guys, he comes out there bouncing around, ready to go. And I think, you know, it gives all of us a little bit of juice. So uh, I'm always pulling for those guys. I hope to be a resource for them, uh, pass along some of my experience and, you know, hopefully it makes our football team better having those guys around. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Man, this was, it's been a while since I talked this much. So, Coach said like 40 or so guys were in like late last week and the rest of them come today. So what is today like? Man, I know I feel like it's, uh, it's like that first day of fall coming back to school even though it's not fall but it's like man hey man how's your summer how's your family how's everybody doing it's just good to see the guys I mean I it gives me so much life to be around these guys every day and be a part of this locker room um, it's one of the things I'll miss when I'm gone certainly so uh, we're here to reconnect and, and I think Jawan said it best today as he talked to the guys it was really you know uh, whatever happened in the past whatever happened in the spring uh, it doesn't matter we're here now, we have a goal in mind, and we have to work and sacrifice to get towards that goal, which I thought was, was very well said by him. So uh, we understand why we're here. We're excited to be here. We're excited to be with each other. And I think we're excited about the fact that none of us have to do it alone, right? That's, that's the beauty of football. It's a team, team sport. We're all working together, and uh, time will tell, right? When it's all said and done, we will have an answer to all the questions. Absolutely. Appreciate it, guys.